Hey there, and welcome to Wear Dress Hairdressers podcast, brought to you by Harper Ellis Hair Co. and founded on the belief that stylists around the world can be passionate about the artistry of hair design and use their talents to build wealth. I'm your host, Tara Harville. I'm so pumped about our guest. She's actually been on the podcast before, but I'm actually excited for you guys to hear because she is a salon owner, but she is a Harper Ellis Elite stylist, and as I've you know, watched her in her career the last few years. She became, you know, she was a stylist first and then she became a salon owner. And then I've watched her salon evolve into what she's almost just like arrived, if that makes any sense. Like she stayed true to herself and especially in a really competitive market, which is the area that she's in. But I'm excited for you guys to hear from her and hear all the things that she's doing. So Holly, say hello to everyone. I have Holly Brewer today. Hello, everybody. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on here. I kind of want to get down to the to the nitty gritty of salon owning because I feel like a lot of our listeners want to hear that. So first, you know, tell everybody how you got started as a hairdresser and why and all of that. Let's start there. Um, so why I got started is I was always just kind of into makeup and stuff like that in high school. And then... I would always go to the hair salon with my mom and I love the environment and just going with her and stuff. And then I kind of dealt with a little bit of, I guess, self-esteem issue and bullying in high school. And the one place that I just felt great and I felt great after was the hair salon. And my hairstylist is always like, you just got an attitude for it. Like you understand it. Like I would really love to see you go, you know, whatever. And so I told my mom, I, I'd uh, gotten out of high school early and got my GED to go. And I was like, if nothing else, I'll just work my way through something else if I hate it. I was like, I'm just going to try it because Jill was my hairdresser at the time. She was telling me to go. And I was like, if nothing else, I'll just work my way through. But obviously, I loved it. And I'm here. So <laughs> I did it. And it worked out because now I'm able to give other people that feeling that I got when I left the salon. So for sure. For sure. I love that. You know, you you kind of do it all behind the chair. I know extensions have been your bread and butter. And yes. it's so cool to see. I know that you started extensions and then you went on to open your own salon. So um, Drip Hair Co. Let's talk about that because you got started. I know you've moved locations. Tell me like when you got started, how long it's been since you got started and tell me about like the how you've evolved into being what it is today. So I was in a booth rent. I've done booth rent my entire career. Um, and in 2020, I had Phoenix Salon Suites that opened and I knew I wanted to kind of branch out on my own and salon owning was always the goal, but I was like, I'm not ready to jump into it yet. I was young at the time. And so I was like, well, this will be the perfect opportunity for me to kind of, you know, get my feet wet. And so I did that in 2020 and started with Drip Hair Company because we had to establish our business licensing and stuff. Um, and then about a year into that, I had gotten, you know, pretty established with Harper Ellis and my extensions. And so I decided to branch out and go brick and mortar. And I did that in Sand Springs because that's where I'm from. So I was trying to go back to my hometown, but that just didn't end up being what was good for me. <laughs> so yeah. in 2022, so at the beginning of this year, I actually moved to Broken Arrow and it's just really taken off and it's been, it's been really, really good. So yeah. I guess we're about two, two and a half years in now. I love, well, so in Broken Arrow, just so everyone understands, is close to where you were. Um, yeah, it's just like it's like the bigger city of where you were, correct? Yes. Yeah. So Sand Springs is so Tulsa and BA are practically the same. That's like our big area here, minus Oklahoma City. And then Sand Springs is basically just like a little small town right outside. So it's about it's about a twenty five minute difference from where where I was from originally. 
Ah, okay. And so that first, you know, year and a half in your first location, like, what do you think were your biggest challenges that you overcame, but your biggest challenges that you're like, whoa, I would do that totally different? Oh, yeah. So I think I was super excited because who wouldn't be with when you get when you get the money to do it, you got the gold to do it, whatever. <laughs> uh, so I kind of jumped into it. I found a nice building, but I think my... I think my wrong turn was location and deciding where I wanted to be long term. I took it because it was a good deal um, on the building, but I should have probably sat down a little bit more and saw where I wanted to be more five year instead of one year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was my biggest turn, but it was a good learning. It was a good learning curve because there Absolutely. were things I learned there that I was able to kind of grow on. And I don't feel like I'd be, you know, in the oh, BA area with the mindset I have now if I didn't, but if I was so, starting over, I would have sat down a little more and not uh, flew by the seam of my pants. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But here's the thing with salon owning and honestly, business owning at, at, you know, all of it. I feel like, you know, same. I could go back as a salon owner and be like, okay, well, I should have like thought that through more. But really and truly, I feel like it's sometimes if you don't dive in, some of us will never do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and honestly, I could write an entire, not a book, but a novel on the things that I have done wrong. And, and honestly, you know, in the same breath, I, we wouldn't be kind of what we are today. Um, the Harper Salon would not be that if it, if it wasn't for all the, you know, screw ups for lack of better words oh, yeah. um, that I made. And, you know, same with location with me. I kind of went with, you know, the first thing I'm actually in the same location. I went with what the time was a good deal. It turned out that it worked out well. I've had to sink so much money into that building to like make it what it is. But, you know, we could all go back and do things like that differently. I know like two your employees have even evolved and so cool to see. Like I know you've got you've got one of my favorite people, Amanda Hansen, yes. with you now. And tell me about your your employee journey. Like, you know, how has that gone? Because honestly, this is what I love to talk about with other salon owners because this is the challenge. Like once you start growing your own empire, it's like, oh my gosh, who's gonna be my team and how do I get the right people? So mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about that and how that's gone for you. I think that was probably one of my best learning curves, I guess you could say, because in Sand Springs, I mean, I've always been booth rental. And so that's kind of how I wanted it to go. But I had gotten some new girls that were fresh out of school. And that was always what I wanted to kind of do was have an assistant and then, you know, build them up and whatever. But I learned very quickly. I work better (laughs) by myself. (laughs) That was a that was a good, um, good lesson, I guess. But going, I think With that happening, it was good because I was able to see kind of where I wanted to take my salon. I wanted established established stylists already that were already into extensions. And so it was really good to almost like rebrand when I moved to Broken Arrow. And then so I sat down and really decided what I want. I did Broken Arrow by myself for a few months. I completely started fresh and went by myself when I moved. And Mm -hmm. so it was kind of, it was good. I learned what I didn't want, what I wanted. And then Amanda... I mean, basically kind of fell on my lap. We had talked a couple of times and she wanted to go booth rent. And so it, it was like perfect. And then I have Lauren. She's my other stylist. She's actually looking into getting certified. So love that. It was good. So now, now yeah. I've got what I want. We're all doing it. We're all doing extensions and we're all doing balayage. Yeah. And Amanda, she specializes in Vivid. So it was nice. Yeah. I'm able to now have a Absolutely. variety my salon so yeah and like don't you've learned too that it's not it's not I know when I first opened my salon I was like I want 20 stylists and I want you know all these people 
And I've learned my biggest lesson has been like, oh my gosh, quality over quantity. I don't care. I mean, I have seven stylists now and that is my max because Mm -hmm. I have such quality people in there and they're more, they're more valuable than my salon has ever been. I mean, it's more profitable than it's ever been and all the things because of the people they're, they're good people. And that's exactly like, I think that's, I downsized also when I went to Broken Arrow and that was a big thing. I think I jumped into it thinking like, if you've got this big salon, you've made it and you've done all these things, but kind of after all that happened in Sand Springs and I moved, I was like, I'm going to downsize. I'm just going to find a few good girls. And that's exactly what I did. I mean, when I tell you I have been blessed with these girls, it is a, like, that's an understatement. They are so <laughs> awesome. They freaking kill it at their job. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, I own the salon, but they, they are so good. The two girls that I've got, we're looking to add one more, but they, we are really a team. And I, I would p- take that a thousand times over having a right. huge salon. Like they do stuff for me when I'm gone without even being asked, you know? Right. I mean, they, they might as well own it with me. Cause I mean, we just, we just all, <laughs> we all do our part. It's awesome. Oh yeah. That's what I call my salon. I'm like, this is your guys' salon. This is not my salon. This is your oh, salon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, um, it's nice. Like I, they really are. I would consider them more like family now. It's like Amanda's husband. He comes up and, you know, he puts the handles on our cabinets and he fixes things. I love <laughs> so that. it's super cool. I've got, I've got a really good group. I love that. That is so cool. Um, what about like time management? You have the most adorable little boy. He looks like he's so much fun. I, I would, I do know if him and Fletcher got together, they'd probably climb the walls together. Cause I can just tell that he is as ornery as Fletcher is as well. Oh yes. Um, but little, he yes. is so sweet. So, you know, being a mom running a business and then mm-hmm. running, what is so funny is like, people don't realize hairstylists, you know, you run your own business behind the chair, but then you also have this whole other salon business yeah. to run. And so like, how do you time manage all of that? On a prayer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like lying in prayer. <laughs> yeah. I think it took a lot because I was working, you know, before I had him, I was working all the time. I mean, 12 hour days, whatever. So it kind of took stepping back, which is a big reason I took the masterclass because, you know, it went over marketing and time management, basically making more money for uh, better timing. And so that helped a lot. Um, but it's been good. I mean, I have, a, thankfully, I have a very supportive family. My mom, you know, takes them. I've got friends that'll help. But really just sticking to my schedule that, that I made, like we talked about in the class, and, you know, deciding what I need to make per hour and things like that. You know, pre, I don't want to give too much because, I mean, they need to take yeah, master. It's totally them. fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. <laughs> but just doing it, implementing those things that we took, yeah. I mean, it's a huge factor in it because now I don't have to work as often and I'm making more than I did. So yeah, that's, that's been huge. So I get off at four or five every day and I go pick them up from school and that's that. Yeah, that's amazing. Good to go so, be a mom. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, it's been a way better balance now that I've kind of stuck to my schedule and, you know, yeah. brand numbers and things like that. Absolutely. Well, how many days a week are you behind the chair now? Well, Four to five. Yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> right now it's been a little, it's, I'm in my a little bit busier season. So I've, I've taken yeah. some extra days, but yeah. I don't normally work over five. Absolutely. That's so cool. And then, you know, obviously you've expanded your income, you know, like you said, you're mm-hmm. working a little less. You've probably raised your prices. I know within the last, you know, couple of years, what, what does that look like for you? Like how, how much have you expanded your income with doing hair extensions? Since the class, I have doubled my income. Wow, that's insane. That is crazy insane. <laughs> and I'm working you know, on it. So it's been really good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
Well, what is next, you know, with you and Drip Haircut? Like, I know you've got plans. I know you're a dreamer. What is next? Do you know? Right now, I'm just kind of letting it ride out. For I would like to add another chair, maybe two. We're in a smaller space right now, but I mean, eventually I would maybe like to grow. I, um, I've got a couple girlfriends in barber school, so I've thought about, I don't know, maybe opening a barber shop. I love but, that. I mean, that'll probably be way later in the future. But right now, I'm, I feel like I'm in a really good spot. I've got really good girls, and everything's just kind of flowing right now. So that's, that's awesome. kind of what I'm focusing on and just letting it, letting it ride out. Yeah, absolutely. How do you deal with staying competitive in your market? Because I know, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma is, there's so many salons. They're oh, yeah. starting We've got to all a bunch again. of bomb stylists here too. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Get here. Yes. Um, I would say basically, like I, you know, talked before, it's just about being authentic because I mean, there's a dime a dozen mm-hmm. out here for us and, you know, it's like, I mean, it's like Amanda, she specializes in vivids and, you know, she's true to that and she's booked all, all week, every week doing that. So yeah. I think yeah. when you focus more on, oh, I guess what I'm trying to say is being, being authentic in yourself and not just being marketing, like right. who you are in real life online, because that attracts the people. And then those people, you know, referrals, even though I do marketing, some referrals are still my biggest, my biggest marketing tool. And so right. I think that is the best way to stay true in a competitive market because people are going to come to you for who you are, not for who you, you know, pretend to be online. Oh, absolutely. And I always say, I'm like now, you know, and I know this is a new thing because used to, we would be attracted, attracted to this like really beautiful Instagram and like these Mm -hmm. posed photos. And, you know, while those, you know, do are great every once in a while, um, you know, people buy and do business with a person now, not a business. Yeah. And, you know, that's what I do love personally about your marketing because it's still so beautiful and it's very attractive. But then like, I, I just know from looking, which, you know, I know you in real life too, but I know just from looking at your, at your stuff, who you are mm-hmm. and you really don't, you don't blend in, you know, and that's the thing. I feel like that's how, you know, you stand out amongst, you know, a sea of great hairstylists where you're at because, you know, you don't look like everyone else on Instagram mm-hmm. or social media. And I think that's so cool because I think nowadays, you know, we play this comparison game. We look at other people's Instagram and we try to like mimic their content or we try yeah. to like, you know, it's just kind of like, you're going to look like everyone else if you do that. And so, Oh yeah. Uh, and I definitely, I definitely had my moment, you know, back when you know, I was going into the Phoenix salon suites and everybody was doing a certain way. And, and then it's like, you almost do feel pressure to do that. But let me tell absolutely. you, a few months into that, I was like, screw this. I was so unhappy. <laughs> I just went back to doing right. things. And I mean, that's when it really took off. And, that's what I like Lauren. She's a, she's a newer stylist. She's about two or three years in. And like, you know, we've kind of had that conversation when she started, cause she went commissioned a booth rent. And I'm like, be, just be you. I was like, you are going to find the best people that, that you want in your chair. If you just stay authentic to who you are. I was like, I was like, yeah. screw all the, you know, fancy marketing and stuff. Cause I've kind of stepped back from it and my career. I mean, it's still going fine even without all that. So right. it's just, it was, good to, it was good to take a step back and kind of, yeah, we can get so caught up in, and you know, I'm guilty as well. I'm speaking from experience, you know, you mm-hmm. get so caught up in like, Oh my gosh, I got to make all these reels and I've got to, you know, do mm-hmm. this and that. And like, honestly, 
lately I've been thinking, I'm like, all right, God, you know, when I get on my stories and I just like talk to people or be, you know, authentic or I'm like telling them what's going on in my life and stuff like that, I get so much more from that than I do from just like a fancy reel. And I love that marketing is going that way. Um, oh, yeah. Because who wants to do that all day long? <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, that's like one of my biggest things with my clients. I mean, cause I mean, you've seen my stories. I haven't been on a while, but I'll get on there and cut up and say crazy stuff or share funny right. memes. But that's like one of the things everybody's like, they, you know, I get more reaction from those things. Right. And clients come in, they're like, that's so funny. You know, like, I feel like I can relate to that. And you're just so easy to talk to. Cause I don't feel like I'm walking into a place that's too fancy for me to be here or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no girl, come on and tell me all the crazy stuff you got going on. Yes. <laughs> Well, exactly. And like to your clients and your customers, they want to see that you're a real person. And that's, you know, mm -hmm. now even through Harper Ellis education, I'm like, okay, listen, when we talk about branding, talk about marketing, like I can't tell you enough to just get on there and be you because people want to know that you're a real person. You have real problems. You have, you know, maybe not that you have problems, but you know that you oh, have, but they kind of want real. that. Yeah. yeah. They kind of want that. And so um, I love that you've got that figured out because I mean you do, and it's, it's such a breath of fresh air to see someone being just totally authentic and not try to copy everyone else in their area. Cause I see it all day, every day. I'm like, girlfriend, your stuff looks just like so-and-so. So <laughs> let's move on from that. <laughs> And even like, I was thinking, I was watching Alicia's stuff the other day. She was doing reels and I posted some stuff and it's like, I love watching her stuff too. You know, her and Randy, it's like, they, I feel like they do the same thing. I mean, they are who the hell they are on the internet, just like they were in the yes. class. And I enjoy yes. watching their stuff too, just because of that same reason. Absolutely. I love that. So I guess, you know, I asked what was next for Drip Haircut, but what's, what's next for you? I mean, you, you're, I know you're a dreamer, like I said, so what's next for you? Anything? Nothing crazy right now. Um, I'm kind of taking a little bit of a summer break because I can, but come fall time, I mean, my plan is basically just to kind of keep pushing. I would, you know, next year I'm trying to trying to double income again. So that's really my yeah. goals right now. Just working on the salon, making sure it's it's good. That's my that's my biggest goal right now. Eventually, yeah. I don't know, maybe I'll get into some other things. But I really enjoy I really enjoy just kind of working behind the chair, hustling. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, a lot of people, they, you know, are teaching classes and stuff like that now. And maybe one day that'd be nice, but I really yeah. enjoy just being behind the chair and being with my clients, being with my girls. So I love that. I think you should educate. I think you would be such a great educator. People would love to come here from you because obviously you're hilarious. So, um, <laughs> you know, me, I, I love to, I love to, I love to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> One more question that I have for you is, you know, this podcast is based off of beating a stereotype for hairdressers, mm -hmm. you know, kind of empowering us. But is there an example that you have that someone has kind of, you know, downgraded you or just totally stereoty stereotyped you for being, you know, just the hairdresser? I think when I was starting out, it was kind of like that, you know, you get the questions. It's like, what's your real job? You know, things like <laughs> that. But as I mean, you know, I've been doing hair since 2014. So I've kind of been in it for a minute. So I don't get that as much now. Cause I think people kind of, you know, I mean, they see the growth, they, they understand right. it's a, a real job now. And I think with things progressing, as far as people understanding beauty industry and what we can do and what we can make, I don't get it as often now, but I remember, yeah. I mean, when I was younger starting out, I got it all the time. It's like, Oh, what, it, what else are you going to do? Are you going to go back to, are you going to go to college? Are you, and I'm like, girl, right. you only knew you wouldn't be asking, <laughs> exactly. asking those questions, but uh, totally. yeah, I don't, I don't get it as often now, but I definitely did yeah. when, when I was younger, you know, starting out yeah. at 18. 
Absolutely. And I feel like thanks to social media and stuff, you know, we've kind of beat that stereotype. And I think a lot of people, I mean, like my parents, even they're in education and, and, you know, they have degrees and all the things and they're like, I should have been a hairdresser. (laughs) Oh yeah. And it's like, you know, I've got, I've got friends that are, you know, estheticians and lash artists and it's kind of happening for them too. People are kind of understanding, you know, that they can actually make a career out of this. And I think even with other trade jobs, you know, plumbing and electric and all that, it's people are on social media are starting to realize that those are, these are real jobs. You don't have to go to college to make a life for yourself. And so I think it's really cool that that narrative is kind of shifting now. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, you know, they're all making, you know, these trade jobs are making, you know, doctor lawyer money. And I think that's so cool. It's all about how you run your business. I think that is such an incredible opportunity for all of us. Yes, I agree. So tell us where everyone can find you because I know they'll want to go follow along the salon and your personal. So my salon is just Drip Hair Company. And then my personal is driphair.holly. So that's the, that's the one I, I stay cutting up on. <laughs> yeah, so you cut, that's the one you want to follow too. So yeah, okay. that, if, you want, if you want to follow my, my life, go to that one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much, Holly, for being on here today. I know everyone will be so inspired about all the things you're doing and, and you know, time management and, and opening and just kind of going for it. I know I'm inspired by you. So I always appreciate your time. And thank you so much for being on here. Yes. Thank you for having me. And yeah, my last bit of advice is if you're thinking about it, just do it. Cause if you never make a mistake, you're never going to learn. So exactly. <laughs> just do the damn thing. Yeah. Just do the damn thing. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Holly. And thank you guys for listening to episode 38.